It's the Adam Ritz Show, a social awareness talk show touching on fellowship, leadership, philanthropy, and more. Adam hosts the show on location from coast to coast, interviewing college students, student athletes, campus administrators, professional athletes, and social experts about social issues ranging from bullying to Twitter and everything in between. And now, it's your social awareness radio host, Adam Ritz. The Adam Ritz Show is on campus in New Jersey today at at Georgian Court University, and we are broadcasting in front of this live studio audience. All right. Thank you, everybody, for the warm welcome. We bring on to the show a student here at Georgian Court, Nick Saccone. Did I get that right? Yes. All right. I'm, I'm just so proud of myself. I got your name right. I'll just call you Nick from this point forward. Uh, Nick, you've been nominated by your administrators for having uh, some pretty high integrity and high character for your uh, level of commitment to community service. Uh, I know here at this university, you've got to have a certain amount of service hours. You've taken it to the next level. What do you do? Um, it's more like what? Like uh, I do church. I'm an EMT for uh, Point Pleasant. I uh, I've gone to Ghana, Montana, Italy for service trips, and in the last four years, I have over 2,300 hours of community service. 2,300 hours of community service. How about that? So uh, what did you enjoy better, Italy or Montana? Uh, actually, Montana. Uh, oh, really? Montana was negative uh, 27 degrees was the average temperature, uh, but we got to see the northern lights, so that was awesome. Oh, that's cool. And what did you do? What was your service project? Uh, we taught the Blackfeet Indians yeah, the, on the Blackfeet uh, Nation, the Indian reservation, about 20 miles from the Canadian border. That is amazing. How, and how did that even get set up? Do you set that up, or did you just sign up and go? I just signed up and went and lived with the Christian brothers, and they put up a home for me and just kind of taught. That is fantastic. Yeah. And then uh, real quick, let's talk about what you did in Italy. Um, in Italy, we went, uh, one of um, the people in Point Pleasant, he, had, he does a lot of mission work with um, uh, a town that suffered from an earthquake about three, four years ago and lost everything. So we went and built a couple homes for them. So. That is, that's unbelievable. I'm so glad you get off the couch and make a difference in this world. Uh, is the pizza better in Italy? A lot better than here, yeah. yeah. What's, uh, what do you, what's your pizza? What's your favorite pizza? I just like margarita pizza, uh, just kind of plain natural, you know. Nick in Saccone. Is Saccone Italian? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. All yeah. right, my brother, Nick Saccone. Let's have a round of applause for Nick. Thank you so much. And thanks to Georgian Court University for hosting the Adam Rich Show. The Adam Ritz Show, a reality show for your radio. One of our favorite cities to visit and broadcast from is Dallas, Texas, and we are in Big D once again on the campus of SMU. It is Southern Methodist University, and I'm with uh, one of the administrators here with the SMU Mustangs, the athletic department. This is Mike Walker. Hi, Mike. How are you? Doing well. Doing well. Thanks for uh, having me, for uh, your hospitality. Mike, uh, you are the uh, official title, Life Skills director is that right no life skills coordinator life, life skills, skills co- I, am, I am so <laughs> sorry <Don't get> that. <laughs> life skills coordinator here at SMU and that's a big job and uh, there are a lot of uh, colleges that have this 
position as an official title. I mean, with you've got your own office, you've got business cards, you've got uh, an email address. Smaller colleges don't maybe have a life skills coordinator. They maybe uh, divide up those responsibilities and sprinkle sprinkle them on all the head coaches or maybe some of the uh, athletic directors. But at a college this big, a Division One college, they need a guy like you to come in here and be the life skills coordinator. Uh, for our listeners, uh, what does that mean? Uh, well, that means I'm in charge of personal development, career development, and community service opportunities for our student-athletes. Um, we just try to set up as much as we can so that we can uh, help in the holistic growth of our student-athletes. Okay, so uh, you had three pillars there, personal development, um, community service, career development. So uh, personal development, I'm going to guess uh, – this is alcohol awareness, this is uh, drug awareness, some of the social issues on a college campus that can get them in trouble or hurt, uh, sexual assault, domestic violence, that's a big issue on college campuses. Uh, what do you do in that arena with these uh, student-athletes here at SMU? For the most part, we, we try to uh, bring in speakers like yourself uh, to just make them aware of what can potentially happen in different circumstances. Um, and then we also provide them with all the opportunities and um, resources that we have here on campus um, in case something like this does. We are also doing something later this year called Bystander Intervention, um, where it's just going to help the student-athletes to be aware of you know, how not to be a bystander, but to help or to... Uh, maybe intervene or just stop a friend from doing something that could cause them harm in the future. So, you know, different programming like that. Mm -hmm. And just curious, bystander intervention, is this going to be um, a presentation, a keynote presented by uh, an expert, or is this an actual, like, a program, like an exercise, like uh, where they're going to get um, role-playing and be put into a scenario where they, should they say something or should they not? As it's still being developed right now, it's going to be a combination of both. So there will be a speaker, but there's also going to be role play, interaction, and um, different circumstances that they're put in. So it should be pretty engaging. But it's something we're also, you know, yeah. developing as we go. That's a big one. I mean, I you know, most of these uh, um, social issues that I see come across my news desk, they might have been avoided if somebody would have just said something, if somebody could have spoken up, if somebody could have intervened. So I'm glad... Uh, you're taking care of that with your student-athletes. Mike Walker is our guest. He's the Life Skills Coordinator here at SMU. And uh, along with uh, personal development, you also said career development. And I think that's cool because everybody's on campus to get a degree, to get a diploma. Uh, what, besides that obvious, getting the degree, what, what goes along with career development? Uh, career development, we just try to make sure that the student-athletes are not only aware of the resources they have in personal development, but... Um, the resources that are on this campus, you know, Dallas is a hub. It's got so many different opportunities working, and uh, it, it's a it's a campus that has a lot of, uh, I guess, successful alumni that we want to make sure that our student athletes are exposed to, and also have the opportunity to get in contact with, um, so that if if there is if they are interested in that field, they know that they have you know opportunity to go work there or to uh, you know just meet and mingle. A lot of these student athletes aren't aware of the strengths or weaknesses that they have not on the court. So this is this is an area where we help to help them identify, like, okay, I'm the captain of the team. What does that mean? Well, I have uh, the ability to communicate. I'm a good communicator. I have to be able to listen because coach is telling me the plays. So if I'm receiving the plays, then I have to communicate them to the team. So that's listening, communication, uh, you know, and being a leader. So these are all different pieces that uh, we want to make sure our student athletes are aware of and that, they use when they go into these interviews, when they go into these job searches or they go to a career fair or something like that, this is something we want them to be aware of. Okay, this is what I need to be talking about. It's pretty cool when you think about the networking opportunities that an, 
SMU diploma uh, will bring, not only just an average uh, student, and I hate to say average student, I mean just a, a person that's not a student athlete, I guess I should say, uh, throw in athletics, throw in the team you're on, throw in everybody living on planet Earth that played on that team here at SMU and the possible family networking sisterhood brotherhood within the student athletes uh, alumni boosters uh it, it is huge when you stop and think about it and i think an 18 year old freshman on campus here they they need to know what's at stake here it's not coming to play sports and then maybe graduate and get a job it is an amazing opportunity that can change their life and make it an amazing life for the next 80 years. And I'm glad you're uh, talking to these guys about that, too. Uh, finally, you mentioned um, community service. And that is a big one for this radio show. We travel the country and talk about community service with athletic departments, with, with professional athletes, with college students, fraternities, and sororities. Um, what are you, uh, I guess, how do you cover community service w- with your student athletes? Um, well, what we try to do is we allow the SAC, our Student Athlete Advisory Committee, um, to set up majority of the, the community service that they're going to be doing. So we have somebody within the, you know, the Sun Executive Board of SAC that's in charge of community service. And basically what they'll do is they'll reach out to different opportunities uh, here in Dallas that are that student-athletes are interested, you know, that's something that they want to do. And we'll, we'll help them and provide all the resources that we can possible within the rules and help them to just kind of set that up for not only their SAC reps, but for also other teams. Um, we want each team, you know, here at SME, we want each team to uh, to be engaged, to be involved in at least one community service each semester. Um, and we allow the team and the coaches to set that up on their own because everybody's schedule is so different. Um, but the good thing is it allows for a good pool of resources. So, you know, the swimming team might be doing this and the equestrian team might be doing this. And then at the end of the day, when football, basketball, or volleyball comes and says, hey, what kind of opportunities do we have? We can say, oh, well, you know, swimming did this and equestrian, they they went out and had a good time with this. So here are different resources for you. Um, but majority of what we want is we want the student athletes to set it up so that they're they're invested in it. It's not something we're giving to them. It's something that they say, hey, we want to go to the Heart House of Dallas. So we want to go, you know, to do whatever and make sure that they they have kind of an invested stake in it. You know, it's something that they want to do. Well, you mentioned the Heart House of Dallas. What was that uh, service project? We have not yet set it up. That is one that the uh, the SAC Advisory Committee is going, the they Student Athlete Advisory Committee, that's what they want to do. So that's something that they're looking forward to. Um, you know, right now we're getting set up for our, uh, our canned food drive actually coming up here on the 17th. You know, that's those are the kind of opportunities we want them. They're going to be setting it up, and then once they've set that all up, the logistics and that sort of stuff, then, you know, it, it'll be great for other teams to jump on board. Um so, well, you've got a unique perspective as a as a life skills coordinator um, for two reasons that I can see right off the bat. One, you're a young guy, so uh, you can connect to the student athletes that are 18 to 22 years old. Two, and more importantly, you were a student athlete here at SMU. You played basketball here. Yep, yep, I played basketball. And yeah. tell me about uh, what years did you play here, and uh, let's talk sports and have some fun now. Uh, I'm guessing you were not a power forward. Uh, you're about 5'10". <laughs> well, so just real quick guard. <laughs> I gave you a couple inches there, didn't I? You took off some. <laughs> <laughs> no. yeah, yeah. Oh, I took off some? Yeah, I'm I mean, sorry, you're, you're six about... foot? <laughs> yeah. You are not six foot. Yeah, they gave me a six one. <laughs> Shoes off. They don't lie about those in the program now. But 
everybody down to like 6'3", but yeah. Okay, six, I'll give you 6'3". No, and uh, you know what? There's a picture of us listed uh, on adamrichshow.com. Check out Mike Walker. And you should know that I'm 6'3". <laughs> so he's standing next to a guy who's 6'3". I, I think you're about 5'6". No, five, I'll give you, we'll say six foot. Six foot, real quick guard. So uh, tell us about some of your uh, on-court experiences. Let's have some fun. Um, well, here at SME, I had, a, I had a great opportunity to play in a Conference USA at the time. And um, at the time, there were some great teams and great individual players. You know, I had the chance to play against the uh, Memphis team that went to the national championship in 07. Um, you know, I got to play against some great individual scores. I think every year that we were here or that I played here, um, Conference USA had the leading leading scorer in the nation at one point or another. Um, so it's you get you see a lot of talent. It was some some great um, battles that I was involved in, and you know we had some some fun. It was a great team. It was a great a great environment also to be playing, and you know down here in Dallas. So it was it was great. You. Did you guard Derrick Rose at Memphis? There's not one person that guards Derrick Rose. <laughs> you know, I mean, was my name lined up next to his at some points? Yeah, sure. But that mean, <laughs> that doesn't mean, you know, that doesn't mean it was just me. Everybody with a guy like him, you know, he's so fast and athletic. And, you know, you, you got to have an entire five guys with eyes on the swivel for him at all times. What was your favorite thing to do? Nail the three? Drive and dish. What was your specialty? Uh, if I had to put it on, put nail one thing or say one thing, it would probably be uh, shooting, shooting the three ball. Um, I finished, I finished fairly well in the uh, three point, you know, the percentage and and career makes here at SMU. But that was that was something that I I, I took pride in being able to shoot. So. Well, you still look like you can play. You're a young guy. Uh, Mike Walker is our guest, not only a student athlete at SMU on the basketball team in the uh, late O. Teens, I guess. No, the late in the late 100s. What would it be? I don't even know. What decade is that? 07 to 2010, somewhere around there. Um, to, to 2011. Um, not only a player here at SMU, but now in the administration, you work with the student athletes. I got to ask you if you throw on a tank top and try to play with these guys, the current players. Uh, you know, I don't. I don't really play with them that much. I might mess around with them and shoot a little bit, but uh, I, I try to stay away from playing too much. I mean. Either way it goes, it's not, it's not going to end up good. <laughs> you're either going to get hurt or you're going to embarrass them and make it bad. So have you have you been able to tell that you're getting older? I mean, sometimes, you know, there are, there's professional athletes that play until they're 40. I mean, you're nowhere near that. But are there days where you wake up, the bones are creaking, and you're like, I'm so glad I'm not on the team? When you're not when you're not in the grind of it, doing it every every day, uh, you know the recovery process is a lot slower. You know you might you might have a hit pointer that the next day is okay, but now it's it's one of those things where that thing will last all week. <laughs> so, well, before I let you go, I'm going to put you on the spot here. And with this social awareness radio show, we talk a lot about uh, these issues that can uh, affect your life: uh, service projects, community service, bullying, hazing, drug, alcohol awareness, uh, everything you do and everything you know as an administrator with college athletes, uh, throw in the fact that you were a student athlete. I'm putting you on the spot here, but your best piece of advice, what you've learned up till now, uh, let's pretend uh, you're going to put this in a time capsule, and this is the best piece of advice you're going to give to your son in the future. Go. I'm going to tell him to stop whatever he's doing, whatever whatever he might have hesitation on. Take a second, take a deep breath, think it over, um, think about what's the worst thing that can happen, and then is it worth it? That's, that's the best I got right now. Up top. That's that is uh, 
that's going to be great advice for your son. We wish you the best of luck with your family, uh, with your career here at SMU in athletics and beyond. I mean, you'll be uh, uh, a, you, you might be the youngest athletic director in Division One college sports here in the next five years. Could it be? <laughs> Maybe. We'll Maybe. See it happen. <laughs> All right, Mike Walker from SMU. Thank you so much for the time. Thank you. I appreciate it. Send your questions, comments, or concerns to The Adam Ritz Show by emailing adam at adamritz.com. Hey, what's up? This is Nigel, special guest on the phone right now. Justine Sanfilippo is a uh, – well, here's the reason we had you on, Justine. It's not because of your vast knowledge of health and fitness. It's because you're a Notre Dame grad. Well, you go Irish. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Justine is the author of the book Lose Your Inches Without Losing Your Mind, 10 Simple Weeks to a Slimmer Waistline and a Healthier You. She's a health coach and certified personal trainer. Justine, you know, trying to keep the pounds off. If you're trying to watch your weight, trying to keep the pounds off during the holidays seems like an almost impossible task. I mean, some people, I, I read some people often consume thousands of calories in one sitting during a holiday get-together. One of your big suggestions is portion control, correct? Yes, I think portion control is, is important, and I'm n- really not sure how the holiday got to be all about food. I mean, <laughs> it used to be because of the pilgrims and, you know, yeah. being thankful, and right. I'm not really sure how that's all transpired, but portions are important. So with going through the holidays, I sort of go by an 80-20 rule where 80% of the time you do what you're supposed to do, maintaining health habits, 80% of the time you do what you want. And that, I think, helps create some balance. But with portions especially, it's okay to say no and have some later or the next day because you really don't want that overly stuffed feeling. Yeah, I really think it, it's it, – we're speaking with Justine Sanfilippo. It seems to me that, especially during the holidays, you, you don't always have a choice as to what people are serving you. So portion control, to me, common sense dictates that if you just kind of slow it down, chew your food, and uh, don't go back for seconds – um, that might be one way to cut down on the calories. Absolutely. And if you are at a, you know, at somebody else's house, and house, that's true that you don't know what they're going to be serving. So we all have our love for different treats during the holidays. Like my parents make this um, sweet potato thing with marshmallows and it's crispy on top. And so if you're <laughs> in a situation like that, it's okay to have a few bites of your favorite food, but then just call it a day. Again, it's not yeah. like a huge portion. Is it a good idea? I just just popped into my head, Justine, because um, you know I'm reading your bio here. You graduated from Notre Dame. You're a, a certified health coach, a nutritionist, and personal trainer. I'm wishing I had enough money to just keep you by my side, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. <laughs> that way, I could have somebody hold me accountable. And look, I know you can't do that, but what I'm saying is, it's easier to make healthier choices if you have somebody holding you accountable. Yes, accountability is key, and I do work with people over the phone or Skype, so oh. I do not need to be living in your bedroom, actually. But <laughs> yes, this is good. I even offer free sessions at my website, HappyHealthyPeople.com. But oh. I think it's important to have accountability, and it's usually if it's outside of the family, it's helpful because they'll be a little bit more objective. Um, but we all need somebody to turn to and keep us on track because that's human nature is we we get stuck into our health habits, sometimes not very healthy ones. And to sort of get out of those, it's always helpful to have somebody to report to. Certified health coach and nutritionist Justine San Filippo on the phone here. Justine, you know what I like to do? I like to watch football a lot, and especially during the holidays, you know, football's on all day. And what do, yes. uh, what do people do when they're watching football? They snack. Yes. <laughs> they <laughs> and they snack do. on some, some not-so-good processed sodium-packed junk food. So 
it's have snacks during football. I totally get that, but maybe not the wings or the pizza pockets with 8,000 chemicals in them. <laughs> yeah. Maybe something a little bit more natural. So you can have a nice um, veggie tray, a fruit tray, even like some plain popcorn or even like some um, tortilla chips with salsa or some guacamole. That's an alternative to potato chips. Um, or you like some little turkey sandwiches. So something to nibble on that's lighter in calories and healthier for you because, again, you're going to be eating later. So let's just right. keep it in reason. <laughs> I, I shudder at the thought of not drinking eggnog during the holidays because it's so good. But I would assume, Justine, if I'm talking to a, a certified health coach and nutritionist, eggnog just tastes sinful to me. Yes, very decadent. So one <laughs> cup of eggnog could have almost 400 calories. Wow. And 60, yeah, and six zero grams of sugar, what? which is equivalent to about 15 teaspoons of white sugar. So wow. you can just go like scoop out a bunch of sugar or like if you have eggnog around and you know, you love it because it only comes out over the holiday season, then just have a couple sips, get the craving out of the way and then, and then move on. But yes, that is a very indulgent beverage for sure. <laughs> I will say, Justine, I, I, I'll say it, in trying to lose weight and, and you suggest it, it, not just around the holidays, but in general, drink, drink lots of water. Yes, water. I mean, sometimes we're thirsty and it's actually disguised. We think that we're hungry, but we're actually thirsty. A lot of people walk around dehydrated. Or if a person's carrying extra water weight, you're feeling a little bit bloated, your pants are too tight, it's usually because you're holding on to water, water weight. So to reduce that, you actually need to drink water. So a lot of people don't know that. They think that I shouldn't drink water and I'll lose my water weight, but it's completely the opposite. Um, And especially, I mean, all these different processed foods, they have sodium, the Thanksgiving meal, the, the broth tons and tons of sodium, which just makes you hold on more water weight. So drinking a lot of water will help uh, your pants fit a lot better faster. (laughs) Justine Sanfilippo is our guest. And um, I I would assume if you're already on an exercise routine, just try and get some movement during the holidays too, as much as you can, even if it's just something as simple as going and taking a 15 minute walk, right? Yes. Anything is better than nothing. And I'm currently visiting my family and it's a little bit chilly outside, but I still get in my walk. I'll walk the dog. I, I think activity is important every day. Um, and if a person's not in an exercise routine, it's actually a really great time to start because we have from now until New Year's Day. And that's, you know, a long time to not do anything. So it could be Thanksgiving morning, just go on a quick walk. Or again, if it's cold, maybe go shovel, shovel some snow, rake some leaves. Yeah. Get some sort of activity and burn some extra calories. And, fi- and finally, Justine, you make a great suggestion, and I love it. I've never heard this before. As far as leftovers are concerned for the holidays after those big meals, your suggestion is, so you don't feel compelled to eat them right away, is to freeze them. Absolutely. I I, I remember one year I had made some pies from scratch, some pumpkin pies, and obviously we didn't want to eat like four pies in one holiday. So I froze one of the pies and literally it lasted a whole year and it tasted fine when we defrosted it. So yes, you can have a leftover mashed potatoes, leftover turkey, all sorts of leftovers and just put them in the freezer. And that way over the next few weeks, you can defrost them as needed and you have extra lunches, you have extra dinners. And so you actually don't, you have less cooking to do. Um, so that way you don't feel the need to finish all your food in one day because it's just too much food. All right, Justine, well, you have, um, you know, I hope your holidays are awesome. Where You have a book too, right? People can find you. Uh, you wrote a book. Tell us about your book real quick. Yes, I wrote a book. It's called Lose Your Inches Without Losing Your Mind because <laughs> in my personal journey, actually, when I went to Notre Dame, I put on 45 pounds. Wow. <laughs> I know. 
and it happened mostly when I went to Ireland for a semester. I, I knew nothing about yep. nutrition and I drink a lot of Guinness sure. and eat fish and chips. Yep. Um, so Lose Your Inches Without Losing Your Mind is available on my website, happyhealthypeople.com. It's also on Amazon and barnesandnoble.com. And I really just walk a person through week by week. They only have to read one chapter per week and I act as their personal health coach. Um, so I help them figure out a plan that works for them because we're all different. We're all individual. And I just help them set baby goals to focus on for the week. And I really go by measurements and not the scale because the scale drives us nuts. Happyhealthypeople.com. Yes, perfect, yes. All right, Justine Sanfilippo, thank you so much for calling in, and happy holidays. You too. Thanks so much. Happy holidays. This has been the Nigel Report on the Adam Ritz Show. Join me on Twitter, at Nigel Now. Fellowship, leadership, and philanthropy. Conversations and interviews from all over America. It's the Adam Ritz Show. Thanks again for listening to the Adam Ritz Show. We have a lot of fun talking about social awareness and philanthropy, community service, and leadership as well. And we bring on uh, board now a leadership expert. This is Jesse Lyons. Hi, Jesse. How are you? Hey, guys. How are you all doing? Doing great. The Southern accent. I love it. You're a Southern gentleman. You are, uh, I guess, an executive member of the National uh, Office of Kappa Alpha Order, which is a Greek life fraternity, uh, national fraternity. And what is your role with uh, the Kappa Alpha Order? Right now, I'm director of communications and editor of our national magazine. Okay, and before we get into uh, student leadership and what you do to help uh, this next generation of young men become better men, um, what is your background? I love the accent. I, I just say, say, uh, hey, thanks for listening to the Adam Rich Show. Hey, thanks for listening to the Adam Rich Show. That's just, you know, I just love that southern gentleman accent. I love it. Now, where are you from? Where'd you go to college? Oh, I'm originally from Western North Carolina, and I went to Western Carolina University. I've been on staff for Cap Alpha now for 12 years, and for a number of those years, I started uh, new chapters and did expansions. So whenever I went out west or whenever I went up north and started chapters, I would always lay this accent on thicker than right now, and it would work. Everybody would join. <laughs> Their people would be clamoring to join. I'd speak to the sororities they'd say i'd say you're going to get all these good gentlemen they're going to join and they loved it so it's uh it's worked for us but uh it's it's who we are so well that southern gentleman in you is a is a ka undergrad at western carolina uh was so such a big part of your life you decided to make that your vocation so you've been 12 years with the national organization uh, tell us about leadership not only from i guess your uh organization's point of view but from from your point of view from, from jesse Lyons' point of view leadership how important is that for a young man uh, it's it's paramount. Um, every young man, whether they know it or not, and including me when I was there, and I can look back to them, every young man wants and needs to be led um, in the right direction. And if not, they'll either be not led or led in the wrong direction. And so ethical leadership, good leadership, perp- um, well-meaning leadership from peers, from mentors, maybe someone that's a little bit older or a lot older, or even from someone that's just in their class next to them or their roommate, need to be led. And it's not always led like in the sense of an army or led at a chapter meeting, although those are important, but led in, hey, let's make this decision or led in, hey, let's let's not do that. Let's go over here and have some fun over here. Let's Let's make some better decisions than we could be in a way that's cool, in a way that fits, in a way that isn't off-putting to someone as an 18 to 22 year old that has everything at their disposal um, and all the right choices and wrong choices in their in their lap. Choices, leadership. Uh, we're speaking with Jesse Lyons, the communications director of Kappa Alpha Order, uh, which is headquartered in Lexington, Virginia. 
Um, you've been with the organization 12 years. That can only lead me to believe that your leadership is going to grow even more, and you're going to be, what, the Grand Poobah? What, you know, <laughs> you're going to wear the big uh, buff- water buffalo hat like Fred Flintstone? I, I, that's my favorite. I love to say the Lord or the water buffalo because <laughs> everybody forgets that was one of the best ones, it, whether it's the Moose or the Masonic Lodge or Knights of Columbus. Anyhow, I, you know, I've enjoyed I've been able to um, go a couple positions higher in KA, but – Oftentimes, even within my position, it's because we have a good boss and a good leader and a good board and a great staff. We've been able to elevate within our positions, keeping the same title but doing more, being responsible for more, leading more folks. And that's been a great key to staying for a number of years. It's not all about the money, like folks say. The reason for an education is to improve yourself. And if you can improve yourself without even changing jobs and it's something you love, then why do anything else? One day that'll change. One day we'll go somewhere else uh, and uh, hopefully, yeah, have a chance to lead something, have a chance to run an organization, wherever that may be. Jesse Lyons, thank you so much. Uh, before we let you go, tell us something about Western Carolina University. Is I say that right? Is it or is it the College of Western Carolina? Oh, is West- it University of Western Carolina? It's WCU. Yeah, it's in the 16-member organization of the UNC system. Started out. It's actually 100. I've got three things to tell you because I don't three like, things. I don't okay. Like to tell just one. I'm be honest. I don't know anything about it. I'm so. a list guy. So and that's you know works pretty good for a magazine. But 125 years old this year. Wow. 125 years old. My fraternity's turning 150 next year. That's pretty venerable if I say, if I say so. But Western Carolina is 125 years old. For many years, it was Western Carolina Teachers College. So your fraternity was on campus 25 years before the college started? No, it was on campus elsewhere. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, and, then, and then the country folk of West North Carolina got some education in them, and they're, and they're in good shape. But it's, it's, regional, it's changed the region of Western North Carolina, North Georgia, Eastern Tennessee. Number two, it's in Cullowee, North Carolina. Cullowee is Cherokee for Valley of the Lilies, and is not even an incorporated town. It's just a village. And the third thing is it's one of only two schools that I'm aware of that are the Catamounts as their mascot, Vermont and Western Carolina. And a Catamount's a mountain lion or a mountain cat that used to be in the area, and they're pretty much extinct now. I feel so much better knowing the Catamounts are in the Valley of the Lilies, and it's 125 years old. You bet. That's how it goes. All right, Jesse Lyons uh, from Kappa Alpha Order. Thank you, sir, so much for joining us on the broadcast. Thank you, Adam. Thanks for all you do for KA and everyone else. The Adam Ritz Show is recorded live, both in studio and across the country. For information on this broadcast, including how to hear this show on a station in your city, visit adamritzshow.com.